Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Colts and Texans on uh, Colts and Texans on Sunday. The Colts are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, the big story in this game, obviously, is going to be the outcome and how it affects the top of the draft. Before we get to Nick Costos of BetQL and his thoughts on this game, which we are using as a warning label, especially to you amateur bettors out there, because the you know BetQL network, it's experts, and Nick does a good job. He does a good job. I was just shocked that this was an actual handicap that he had for an NFL game. We're going to get to it. We've got this text. We get this text, I feel like, Seth, at least a few times an hour. It's like, okay, what are the scenarios? So if the Texans win, do they not get the number one pick anymore? Here, We're going to lay it out for you just real simply. If the Texans lose or tie, they get the number one overall pick. You don't need to worry about anything else. They lose or they tie, they get the number one overall pick. If they win, then you need to hope that the Bears lose or tie their game against the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. Problem with that is Nathan Peterman is their starting quarterback. So. Yeah, the Bears are all in on being all out, right? On, and right. getting number one overall. They're just trying and, to maintain Justin Fields' health, Seth. I don't know what it's it is. A health is wealth, as they say. Yes, and yes. Uh, they want to they want to keep Justin Fields wealthy as possible. That's right, by That's keeping right. him healthy. Yep. Yes. Um, the Texans, meanwhile, I think it's safe to say a lot of Texan fans. Probably maybe even gritting through their teeth because we all hate the Colts. We'll do a five reasons I hate you for the Colts tomorrow, even though the greater good is the Texans losing this game. Well, it's the city of Indianapolis as well, Sean. Yeah. You shouldn't have to strain yourself. You're not going to get a hernia trying to find reasons to hate the city of Indiana or the state of Indiana. And there's never a bad time to do it either, right? So we'll do that tomorrow, I promise. Um, I do it every morning. It's part of my morning routine. <laughs> right. Some people read Bible verses. And or Indiana. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Um, so Nick Costos is one of the um, experts on the BetQL network. It's our. Uh, it's a network that Odyssey owns that focuses in on wagering. And on his show yesterday, he gave this as his handicap. If you were to bet this game between the Colts and the Texans, here is how he would look at this. Houston absolutely has to lose the game. It is, like, look what the Jets did a couple of years ago. They won that meaningless game as, like, 19-point underdogs at the Rams with Adam Gase as the coach. And it was, like, a feel-good moment for a fleeting second. And as a result, Trevor Lawrence now has the Jaguars on the precipice of an AFC South title, and Zach Wilson is, like, not in the team's plans. Or maybe he is. Who the hell knows? Now, it doesn't mean that didn't mean that Trevor Lawrence had to be great or that Wilson had to be this bad, but you can't mess with stuff like this. The game doesn't matter. If you are the Houston Texans and you try and win this game, like send them to the Big 12 and take Texas and Arch Manning and, and the Longhorns and play in the AFC South next year. Like, I don't want to hear it. They have to lose. I would only bet Indianapolis in the game. And I think the Colts suck. 
and that the coach is an embarrassment, the owner's a train wreck, the general manager sucks. But like they the the Texans have to lose. They have to lose. They have to. They have to. According to Nick Costas of the BetQL network, the it doesn't sound like he's going to bet the game. I, I look, I'm a bit of a degenerate gambler myself, so I can sense behavior amongst my kind. Um, I can tell by the way he's phrasing that, where he says, if I were to bet the game, I can only bet the Colts. That tells me he's probably not betting the game. And honestly, that's the best advice with this game, is just don't bet this game. Like It's it's two horrifically bad offensive teams going against each other, and two, yeah. I would say, mediocre to average defensive teams. Now, the Texans do have an edge on special teams. They are third in DVOA on special teams. The Colts are 28th in doing my little analysis for, uh, for TV yesterday. But... Um, but it sounds like his rationale for if I were to bet the game, I'd bet the Colts because the Texans have to lose this game. It doesn't as you, make any sense. You, yeah. As you pointed out earlier, you've been on a team, you have been on a team in this exact situation in 2005 with the end of the season. If you guys lose to San Francisco, you have the number one overall pick. There wasn't a, well, I guess there was a quarterback in Vince Young, but Reggie Bush was sort of the prize there that everybody was looking at. And none of the guys that take the field for the Texans that day are going, let's just lay up so we get Reggie Bush next year. Right, right. Yeah, nor are the coaches. At that point, Dom Cavers hadn't been fired already or anything. So it's um, – yeah, I don't – that's where I was confused by what he was saying. Like, was he saying that you had – he didn't – at least in the clip we listened to, he didn't make that next step to where so what the Texans are going to do is intentionally lose the game or – the big how it happens is the GM has to step in at some point and basically put a bunch of guys on IR. You know, like you sign a bunch of practice squad guys. You just try to game it to the point where the guys who are playing hard on the field aren't good enough to beat the guys who are presumably playing hard for the Colts. I mean, the Colts right now um, could they improve by one position or two? They can. They're, they're fifth overall, so they could get higher. That's not. I don't think that Ursay probably is all that keen on you know intentionally losing just to. I, he brought Saturday in. I think genuinely believing that Saturday might give this team some kind of a spark. Yep. So I think that they're they're not going to worry too much about it and just try to win. The highest they can get. It's a good question. What's the Colts' motivation in this? The highest the Colts could get if they were to lose would be third in the draft, and they're they're in need of a quarterback also, uh, yeah. like the Texans are. So they, look third. If the Texans are picking first and the Bears are picking second and the Colts get up to third, if the Bears don't trade that pick and they draft, you know, let's say the Texans get young, the Bears get Will Anderson, the difference between fifth and third might be the difference in getting C.J. Stroud or not getting C.J. Stroud, you know? Yeah, that Costos fellow mentioned Arch Manning and uh, Texas coming to play in the AFC South. <laughs> yeah. Are we, are we 100% positive that Arch Manning is, is showing up? In 2023 for Texas. Oh, for Texas? Any, yeah, he's got time. Just never know. He's, supposed to, he's enrolling in classes in January. Okay. I don't know when Texas starts back up for their spring semester. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that's uh, all but a certainty. that I don't know. Maybe he finds out that Bobby Petrino is uh, going to be running the show on offense just up the road in College Stop Station. homering. Starts Aggie. thinking, like, you know what? I've always had a hankering to, to wear the maroon. Am I man enough uh, to to to? To do that, I don't know. I'd like to go try. Yeah, maybe. And and Sarkeesian's act in the bowl game was not all that great either. Would you rather have your kid play for Bobby Petrino or Steve Sarkeesian? Um, uh, 
Sarkeesian. His father away from home. Yeah, Sarkeesian. Uh, Petrino's a slime ball, dude. He's a, he is he's as slimy as it gets. You're no. so jealous of his what? romance. Of Petrino? Oh, yes. You're you're so jealous that he had a motorcycle because you always wanted a motorcycle, dude. And you I, never could get one. I'm gonna tell you right now. That's one of the things. I promise you. I promise you. That's one of the things I do not want. I'm terrified you, of motorcycles. You've always dreamed of driving down the road dude. with a volleyball coach on your motorcycle on your Goldwing, and uh, and you're just so jealous of Bobby Petrino that he had that for for one brief moment in his life. You were entirely wrong about the motorcycle <laughs> and that whole thing. <laughs> I forgot that he was helmetless in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if the helmet helmet Dude. the helmet would have protected his face probably too, right? Dude. <laughs> Which he appeared I, to fall on. Yeah, I know. He got scraped all yeah, he was wearing full coverage, you know. But he wasn't, he was living the dream. He's out there with his volleyball coach, just yeah. riding down the country road, living living the the life he thought he could have when he was a kid. You know, he used to go to the drive-in and think about what it was going to be like when I was an adult. I'll, be, I'll probably have a motorcycle, mm-hmm. and um, and then he crashed and scraped his face all over the road. Crash. He's lucky, man. I'll tell you what, he's lucky he didn't die. And I'm yeah. not saying in the conventional way of like on any given day, it's lucky if you don't die. Um, it's one thing to die in a motorcycle crash. It's one thing for your wife to have to find out that her husband died and that he died with his mistress on his motorcycle that you didn't know about. Like that's a, that's a messed up way to leave this earth. Like Petrino should feel lucky that he lived just so that he could, you know, at least try to salvage something. And, uh, you know, and, and everybody deserves a second chance. Let's and, let's yeah. relive the magic of the Petrino press conference after that accident again, shall we? I don't remember a lot about exactly what happened. I was noticing the uh, sun was going to be in my eyes the rest of the way home into the to the ditch. When I came out of a ditch, there was a uh, a lady there that had flagged down a car, and so I got in the car and they they headed towards Fayetteville. You know. I will wear a helmet from now on. Was there, was there wind? Was there an issue that, that caused you to crash? Yeah, I, was, I, was not, I didn't feel like I was speeding. And then there was a gust of wind that came up. Whether that did it, I don't know. Were you given a blood alcohol test when you went to the... Uh, to the- I was given blood tests, but I absolutely had nothing to drink. I spent the day at the lake with my wife working. She works me hard when I'm up there. Mm, I'm sure she does. Um, that last one was rough. That the, last the, little segment. Yeah. The two parts that I do not believe in that whole thing. Right? The two, the two parts that that are that I are, are totally fabricated. I know. A gust of wind. That, I'm going to work backwards. Yeah. A gust of wind blew me off of the bike. The gu- well, the gust of wind that was mentioned after somebody asked if there was a. Gust if there was a gust of wind. wind. Yeah. If there was a gust of wind. No. No. There. That was a reach around. Okay. That was number one. Number two. Number two, like around his waist, you mean? Yeah, around his you. waist, yeah, reaching. It's very distracting yeah, if somebody accidentally grabs your belt. Um, yeah. The number two, the best part. This is where I need to go. This is where I need someone to send me the satellite view of where the crash took place twelve years ago, so I can see just exactly how remote it is. Because he makes the woman who flagged a car down sound yeah. like this angel that descended from the heavens. If it's yeah. super remote. That would have to mean that that woman was just walking in that area right there. And she happened to be there at the exact time that Bobby Petrino drove into a ditch on his motorcycle. That was, uh, that's, uh, that, she was an angel of sorts, Sean. That's, uh, she existed. Like, she was on the bike two minutes before the crash. Yeah. Did she, am I, am I, I don't want to miss this up with the Bobby, um, 
with other sex scandals amongst coaches. Was she also engaged at the time, too? Yes, she was in a relationship. I don't know if she was engaged. She may have been. She was in a relationship. Absolutely. Like, I think with a, I think with someone on the athletic staff at the school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was something. It was, it was especially hairy. Right. Um, boy, man, that's tough there. That's, um, but, like, uh, like, I don't know. That was The thing about Bobby Petrino is I think where people have kind of a, a recoiling to him – it's not just that one incident because, yes, that's a bad incident, but people make mistakes and then you get your life back on track. And in a lot of ways, it can be a good lesson for if you're going to, you know, if it's a good lesson, a life lesson that you can pass on, you know, to, to your college students. I don't know exactly. Dude. Not all that explicitly you don't want to pass it on. But in terms of making mistakes and coming back. Um, but it's the – in addition to that, he's had some abrupt departures from jobs before where he just, like – with the Falcons, he just he just ditched the team in the middle of the night. Yep. Um, in the middle of a season, the very very rare just like up and R U N N O F T in the middle of the night. Like left notes in the players' lockers. Like that's how. Yeah. Like he left like sticky notes in the play. Like the equivalent of that. It was crazy. Um, the uh, was it Patino's Patino? Oh no, Patino. The woman that Patino was messing around with was that Rick Patino was messing around. That she was like. Wasn't she the fiance of one of his staff members? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think he knocked her Ugh. up too. Might have he did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. They did it on a table at an Italian restaurant in Louisville. After hours, it wasn't it during. Was an empty, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it, was, a, it wasn't yeah. during a He's meal. He's a gentleman, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, it wasn't. <laughs> the name of the place is Porcini's. I ate there when I went through Louisville. I wanted to say that I ate at the restaurant where that happened. It's a big. For me, it was a big tourist stop when I went through Louisville. Let's um, see, uh, Louisville basketball coach Rick Pitino told the jury Wednesday that a woman accused of demanding millions from him had sex with him after whispering to him and unzipping his pants in an empty Italian restaurant. Yeah. Ooh, hold on a second. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Continue. Well. Uh, <laughs> Are you being careful right now? Is that why you're laughing uh, awkwardly? Pitino said he bought Cypher a drink and the yeah. two exchanged small talk after the restaurant closed. When he got up to leave, Patino said she whispered something, opened his pants, and the two of them had sex very briefly. Uh, oh, that says, was that's right. That no, was listen, always a big thing I, with Patino. Like, yeah, yeah. So he, he says unfortunate things happen. So it's not it's not clear in that moment whether he's saying, "Oh, what's the unfortunate thing? The interlude or the fact that it was so brief?" Mm -hmm. That's uh, I don't know. So what what were you saying? Well, I was uh, saying that always made. I forgot that it was such a brief encounter. That always made for very easy jokes about the shot clock with Rick Pitino. Oh. You know, like it, easy jokes. You know, Forty seconds of hell. You know, fifteen seconds. Things like that. Any, any joke involving just a minuscule amount of seconds, Rick Pitino was an easy target for. Uh, back Tim in the day. Curry, the owner of the Italian restaurant where Patino and Cypher met, told jurors Wednesday that the two were talking and having a drink when it was time for him to close the business for the night. Curry said he told the two and Patino and a Patino aide to leave through a self-locking door and then went home. I wonder what the aide was doing during all this. Hmm. I don't know. Filming it? I don't know. I'm not sure. Um I, this is what I want to know. Louisville, man, the University of Louisville, DGAF when it comes to hiring practices. Like they're, or maybe, they, maybe their hiring practices are fine, but their, their vetting process is not all that good. 
You know, they've, they've, yeah. they've brought in some, uh, some scoundrels there. Well, Louisville was after – Louisville hired Petrino after he had his motorcycle incident. Well, right? he, but he's been there twice, once before as the head coach and once after as the head coach. Right. right yeah. Okay. So yeah. this – okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, Louisville has had the pleasure of hiring Bobby Petrino twice. <laughs> well, he, the thing is – you know, the thing about it is that's horse country up there. And what you know you see in horse country, a lot of horse breeding – and yeah. it gets people to just kind of thinking. They get in that mode. Yep. You know, just seeing like, oh, big old, just like, oh. <laughs> All right, we got to get out of this segment. You and me, baby, ain't yep. nothing but mammals. That's right. Let's That's right. do it like they do on Discovery mm-hmm. Channel. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. Ben Franklin said that. <laughs> he did in a rap album back in 1776. Freestyle. Yep. Uh, all right, Payne and Pendergast with you. Seven one three five seven two four six ten. Getting a lot of texts in, as you can imagine, on on that segment to the uh, trailer wheel and frame text. Page. Trailer wheel and frame. Uh, Darren Ravel. We've not talked to Ravel. It feels like in like a month. We've got stuff to get into with Ravel. What's the decision going to be for the NFL when it comes to the aftermath of the Demar Hamlin episode on Monday? How are they going to redo this schedule? And our good friend Mattress Mac. He is. Uh, he is uh, putting a big, big wager on TCU, which Ravel tweeted about yesterday. We'll talk about that with Darren Ravel of the Action Network next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Good to be with you on a Thursday, Payne and Pendergast. Sean Pendergast, Seth Payne, and joined right now. Been a while since we chatted with our friend Darren Ravel from the Action Network. Download the free Action Network app, especially with Week 18 and the playoffs coming up. Track all your action. Go to actionnetwork.com. Get all kinds of great content there. Darren, Happy New Year. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing great. I saw you tweet yesterday that our our good friend Mattress Mac is is back in the uh, he's back in the sports book doing his thing for this national championship game. Yeah, well, I guess uh, Texas teams have been pretty relevant, so uh, it's not really a great time, I would think, to sell mattresses, given that the real estate market isn't exactly hot. Uh, maybe maybe uh, turn of the year 
might mm. get people to buy uh, mattresses, but not, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably when you buy a new house or move into a new place that, you know, you, uh, you flip things over. So uh, maybe he really does need these promotions. Well, as somebody who, uh, as somebody who spoke for a mattress company for a while, I could tell you every eight years, you better be, you better be flipping that mattress, whether you're in a new house or not, everybody. Good advice. So, yeah, yeah. There good, you go. Good advice. See, my, 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 to- my, my, my sleep number bed, uh, gives me all my, my data, uh, heart rate and how long I slept, including bed exit. So, you know, when my wife saw my bed exit time of like an hour and 20 minutes, she's like, all right, you're putting the phone downstairs now. Oh, she knew you had left for a reason. Well, she, she, yeah, she, she just, you know, she, she knows I'm just sitting on the toilet with my phone at 3 a.m. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Rough. Yeah. You got to have the discipline. You can't look at it. You can't look at it when you get up in the middle of the night or you no, just, it's, no. uh, yeah, no. yeah. That blue light hits your that blue light hits you and boom your brains are moving. You're up. Yep, absolutely. Uh so Darren, um the obviously the big story this week is uh Demar Hamlin and Monday Night Football. And um the I've seen different proposals for how the league kind of moves on from here to, you know, to make sure that they they get what they need to get in for the purposes of the season. Unfortunately, I mean I and I understand the 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 Demar Hamlin, the human being, is takes precedent over all this. But as far as the operational business part of this, this might have been one of the most important games of the year with respect to the standings. Um, what do you oh, think? What do yeah. you? Yeah. What do you think the solution is going to be for the NFL here? What would you recommend? Just get rid of the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, you know, like people are talking about. Well, you know, it. It. You know, Pro Bowl sold tickets. It's a whole. It's an honoring. It's a whatever. Well, players got their bonuses. The Pro Bowl isn't like necessarily the safest thing anyway. Like, let's think about Demar Hamlin and safety, and like, you know, some guys deciding to go really play at full speed, and some guys just you know lollygagging it. Um, and if it's not about money, and it is about integrity. Uh, then I think they have to play this game. And, and so I think the only thing that makes sense is a, you know, a separate standalone week somehow. Yeah. Well, remember they're doing those Pro Bowl games, which is like flag footballs and flag football game and skills and he, challenges and everything. I wonder if they could just go right. ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, they can do that too. And obviously you have to slot it at the right time. It's not being slotted at the Pro Bowl time, but you just have to slot everything down yeah. um and and have the Bills uh have 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 those guys play in week, you know, 19 essentially. Um so I I don't know. I mean, uh I I it, it's hard to believe that you would just call it as is and not actually play it, but this is, you know, what happened to Demar Hamlin is, is, is crazy, and it's, you know, it's, it's, man. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of cardiologists, a lot of team doctors. Um, you know, the 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 fact that he did not die on the field is so fortunate. Yeah, yeah. It- uh, I'm not sure people understand. Um, you know, with this 
uh, w what happened and the idea that you have to be hit at the right speed at the right your heart has to be beating at a point and it has to hit it within 40 milli 40 milliseconds to, to basically cause a heart attack and I know we yeah. have everything on the field but you got to realize there's not cardiologists on the field most of the time that the main team guy running out there is an orthopedist mm -hmm. and yes they know how to intubate they know how to do things but um you know in mo in most cases when this unfortunately happens to to kids you know it it doesn't work out yeah it so, has a, it has uh, a very low crazy. even with it, as long as cpr is administered within three minutes um that's yeah. when you have your best chance but it's still a very like 30 like, percent yeah, and that's like it's increased in recent years, but it's still um, a low percentage chance of. Uh, yeah, that's why they. Yeah. They, so uh, so they again, obviously, get those defibrillator paddles. If you're on your youth board yeah. or anything, like those, those go a long way in situations like that. Yeah, and I have a feeling when this ultimately comes out that, given the shock on the players' faces, it's not. I mean, it was. What was happening was actually more gruesome than a heart attack or like just because how they had to get. I mean, it's just so. So, yes, like this is completely just unprecedented and insane. And I think that uh, any fan, uh, no matter what the decision is, I think any fan that's rational is ready to deal with it. Right. Like deal with it. This yeah. is this. This was life and death. Deal with it. This is not. Uh, I think more people were upset about how long it took to call the game. Now, I know Troy Vincent said they called the game right away, but it took a while. But to at least communicate that the game was not happening because Twitter was going nuts. I think more people were upset about that than would be upset if somehow this game couldn't be played and they say, OK, We'll have to call it and slot it and do whatever. That that almost feels, you know, Darren, you're right. And I, my, that was my feeling all along as I was watching Twitter burn to the ground during this whole thing. Um, was yeah, well, what, why haven't they done anything yet? Why haven't they done anything yet? And I'm thinking to myself, they may have done something. We just don't know about it yet. Like it felt to me like, oh, yeah, we must. You must tell us about it. You must tell us what the decision is, please. Otherwise, you're, you know, you're, uh, you're, you're shirking your duties by not telling all of us on Twitter what's going on. Um, I Twitter was interesting that night. What did you think of ESPN's coverage of the whole thing? I thought it was uh, it was raw, like it was great. Uh, you know, having worked at ESPN for thirteen years, yeah. uh, I know that when you're on the air, obviously you're 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 thinking about uh, some of the politics of when you're talking, and you know when when guys say continue continuously. We're the rights holder here. We don't care. We don't care. We don't, no one cares. And it's very hard, obviously, in general to, to talk about this stuff when you're not prepared. Um, and I, I thought everyone was human and even, you know, completely without filter, which is very hard to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, and uh, I, I think – I, I think there should have been a little – it seemed like ESPN, which was communicating it to the world, was on an island, 
And I think there just needed to be someone, no matter how unprecedented this was, they were the voice to the fans. And it was almost like they were ignored in the moment. And I just don't think that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, so, and then, and then obviously, and this is, I know a battle, but the whole Joe Buck thing with, you know, did, did, did someone, did someone really say, uh, they'll have five minutes to warm up because yeah. that's when people went crazy. Yep. Darren, um, shifting gears somewhat. I, uh, I gotta tell you, you tweeted something out this morning that I'm a little skeptical of this statistic, this pickleball stat you have. Which uh, it says that America's fastest growing sport, pickleball, which I, I keep hearing stuff about pickleball and I refuse to learn a damn thing about it, uh, has been played at least once by 14% of American adults in the last year, with more than 3% playing it eight plus times over that period. So 14% of American adults in the last year have people. played pickleball. I got to tell you, people. if I pick out 10 random adults from around here, I don't think that 1.4 of them have, uh, have actually have actually played pickleball in the last year. Is this, yeah, is this heavily skewed is, you towards like... Out, uh, okay, so uh, let's let's do this. So out of my closest circle of friends, out of my closest circle of friends, let's say 10 guys, I'm the only one who hasn't. Really? Really? Yeah. So it's got to yeah. be centered in certain... What are the big hotspots for pickleball? Hold up. I have a neighbor who built a pickleball court in his backyard with stands. He's a, he's everybody knows that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Brad, Epstein. I hate. Are you talking about Jim? Jim's a loser. <laughs> he, no, he just. What's his name again, Darren? Brad Eckstein. Oh, yep, yep. I, I've been talking about Brad for years now. I knew that guy was going to build a pickleball. So thing. listen, maybe it's a little <laughs> bit overplayed. Maybe it's a little bit overplayed, but like. You know, I mean, there are there are people breaking down tennis courts and building pickleball courts. There are there's a brewery in Pennsylvania who told me yesterday that they are putting pickleball courts inside their facility. Um, It's yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty insane, the growth. And and, And I obviously in in see, but Houston's not. I mean, I think, you know, it over indexes in. Ten- Houston's a tennis place. You know, mm-hmm. people play tennis in Houston. Oh, yeah. uh, I, Florida, certainly. California, you know. Uh, but maybe it's a little over overdone. But I, I, would, I would argue that based on growth percentage, it is definitely the fastest growing sport. Uh, Darren, why don't you play if so many of your neighbors and friends in your neighborhood play? I don't know. I've been fairly inactive in the last year. Oh, really? Jim, uh, Jim yeah. McInvale is a huge tennis booster oh yeah I wonder if he's gonna, he had he the tennis tournament right yeah yeah would, would he transition into pickleball if they bet on it <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> maybe not playing it but wagering on pickleball Is did there... you see that uh did you see that in colorado last month that uh 11 million dollars was wagered on on ping pong on, on uh, table tennis on ping pong my god colorado <laughs> that's unbelievable where are the where are these ping pong events taking place uh, basically in most of them in Asia. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, can you bet on pickleball anywhere? Is there a pickleball league or anything like that? Yeah, you're, yes, there is an association of pickleball professionals, the okay. APP. Uh, yes, that, you'll, you'll be able to bet pretty soon. I think. Yes. Okay, good. That's what I need. Just one more sport to, to bet on. Hey, did, where did Mac place his, uh, his TCU bet? 
So he had like a bunch of bets. So okay. he bet um he bet the one point five million at DraftKings and then he bet at Caesars um a five hundred thousand um on on money line and another million on TCU plus thirteen. Um so ultimately, if you aggregate it, it's like two million to win, like almost nine million. Okay, gotcha. The spread is, you know, that's that's the first spread that I've gotten horribly wrong. Uh, when when you know when I thought about Georgia TCU, my number was like nine and a half. Yep, I'm the same. And I was like, maybe it would be 10 and a half to go over the 10. But like when I saw the initial number 13 and a half, I was like, I don't, that seems that to me, that seems like four points too high. Did you bet it? Well, I was waiting for it to go to 14. Okay. And it didn't. Yeah. It's going down. So, yeah. So I did not bet it. Um, And. I so I'm um, I didn't get any edge so yeah. now I might as well just bet it the night of the game. Yep. I don't think it'll go. I don't I don't think it just it it matters to me. I I obviously don't think it's going to go down past any other key number. It won't go under ten. No, I don't think so either. I think we yeah so, we're we're in the range right now for sure for sure. Uh, Darren Ravel, Action Network. Download the Action Network app. Plenty of football action still to come throughout the month of January and into February. So download that, actionnetwork.com as well. Darren, it's great to catch up with you. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Darren Ravel joining us here on the program. All right, um, we uh, we will wrap up. We'll find out what the fellas have going on um, on uh, in the loop today. John Lopez, Landry Locker. We will talk to them next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Payne and Pendergast with you. Boy, Pickleball is getting a lot of love on the uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Um, 8152, Pickleball is ping pong for upper middle class drunks with fading hand-eye coordination. 
Okay. Uh, that that sounds, sounds like my demographic. Yeah. Um, Lifetime Kingwood just closed their eight tennis courts and are tearing them out to build a pickleball court facility. Huh. I see, I see the pickleballers every evening from the Bel Air Municipal Pool. Okay. So, yeah, I guess, you know what? It feels almost like, what were the big crazes? Feels like a while since we've had an exercise craze. Yeah. Jogging was one of the original ones back in the 70s when all of a sudden, like, people thought it was the weirdest thing in the world that, like, wait a second, why would you go out and put on short shorts and just run for no reason? It's for your health. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, mountain bike. Rollerblading was big. Rollerblading. Yeah. Mountain biking. Or at least riding mountain one, yeah. bikes. Yeah, yeah. That was, it, just, it took off like crazy at yeah. one point. Rollerblading and mountain biking were both like that. Yep. But then you kind of got into the, like, past the 90s, has there really been a, I guess, uh, like Peloton isn't big enough to be like, and it's too expensive for it to be like a wide scale. I guess spinning in general was. Yeah, yeah. Spinning was a big deal. Step aerobics in it for a time. Yep. But those were more, though, those are like strictly exercise deals. Those aren't like outdoor activities that took off like crazy i'll give you a couple that are kind of that were kind of concentrated up where i'm from like in the northeast um when i was in high school college and a young adult indoor soccer because you could play it year-round like literally places that had hockey rinks you know because there were hockey rinks all over the place but if there were an indoor hockey rink you could very easily have an indoor soccer facility there just by rolling turf out over top of the ice um so indoor soccer and boy, there was one other. One. Oh, we we had a thing in where I grew up called deck hockey, where it was like it was hockey on a hockey rink, but not with skates. You you were hockey on sneakers, you know. Yeah. And, and there were a lot of a lot of outdoor rinks that did, that did that. They, you know, it got too expensive to maintain ice, so you'd play deck hockey. And they had leagues. You'd pay to be in the leagues called deck hockey. It's basically hockey without skates. That's. There, I realize I'm disgusting. I realize I'm narrow casting. Yeah, plus I don't, I don't think it's what. Yeah, I don't think that was like took the took the country by storm. Wasn't a craze. I'm admitting that wasn't a craze. Yeah. But it just somebody's uh, saying CrossFit, which might be that kind yeah. of fits the that CrossFit was got. Does it get big enough that adults are annoying you by talking about it all the time? That's a big one. That's and CrossFit a, was most certainly that. Bragging about it. Like Yes. Yeah, and like talking about like, well, you know, I don't, hey, I don't know if I mentioned, but I CrossFit or I pickleball or I whatever. Yeah. Putting it in your Twitter bio. <laughs> right? Like oh, husband, yeah. father of three, CrossFit maven you know like that that's kind of true thing. that yeah. was real big for about five to ten years yeah um another listener so somebody one of our listeners said crossfit yeah uh hacky sack and frisbee golf so yeah hacky sack was big in like the 19 like around mid 80s mid 80s yep yep mid 80s late 80s when i was in high school all the stoners would be out in the east parking lot smoking cigarettes and and batting their hacky sack around with the inside of their feet yeah. Well, there were like the straight laced kids that would have like an official leather hacky sack. There was an official hacky, but then there was like the reggae hacky sack that the stoners would use. Mm-hmm. It was usually like hand woven or hand crocheted or something. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was uh, like multicolor, like a, it almost looked like you could put it on your head as a hat. Where are we on flag football? I don't think flag football ever took off as like an actual. Well, there's an adult flag a, football league here in Houston that I know. Yeah, of. there are a lot of leagues, but yeah. it wasn't like something. I almost feel like for it to be like an outdoor exercise craze, it's got to be something that 
is like people are just doing it. You go off and you're like, well, I got to knock off early to, to, to go play, to go hacky at lunch. Yes. That kind of thing. It's got to you know? be something that, you know what? I'm, maybe I'm feeling this more acutely because of the time of year we're in calendar wise. It's got to yeah. be something where of the 10 best gifts that you get for Christmas, at least three of them have something to do with that activity. You know, yeah, like, yeah, oh, I got this yeah. pair of running shoes and I got me these, these shorts and these <laughs> thermo tights to wear underneath because it's so cold outside when I go for my 10-mile jog, that kind of thing. I don't think this qualifies, although it did take the nation by storm relatively quickly. This was popular for a little while, and then all of a sudden it just, like, it was kind of popular, and then all of a sudden you could find it every Walmart, which is cornhole, which is, yeah. it's not, that's an activity uh, it's not quite on the same like rollerblading slash pickleball scenario, you know, but it is an activity. So I would, uh, I, would, I would accept that with an asterisk. Cornhole almost feels like a decorative thing now. Like when you're at a party and there's a couple of cornhole things, I've gone to parties and cookouts where they have cornhole there and nobody's playing it. It's just two cornhole boards sitting there with a bunch of bean bags, but it makes it feel more festive because you've got it available to you right there. It's true. My wife's family are like, they are all freakishly gifted hand-eye coordination mm-hmm. and um I, I i'm glad that cornhole is cornhole has fallen out of favor they're like they're freaking robots yeah like they're like the stepford wives of cornhole they would just stand there and like in the hole in the hole in the oh hole in the hole god that really? big old clunker caveman seth gets up there dude being in people in the head with my errant cornhole <laughs> bags like you like you're <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're married to Steph Curry or something like that. Can yeah. I say something? Yeah. Hey, John, how's it going? How are you, fellas? We're good. We're good. I What's don't up? know what uh, Sean Pendergast believes is his greatest opinion in the history of radio broadcasting, but it just got surpassed. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of candidates, just yeah. so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your cornhole opinion is the best thing you've ever said. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Do you agree with me? It's, I guess yeah. I, I've said that they're they're mints at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> They've been there for seventeen months. Yeah. Nobody ever takes them. Right. You know. Right. <laughs> it's it's the, why why do they have these? They're things? decorative, and you know what? They can be expensive too. Um, they they there's this company that makes cornhole boards that you can get logos of sports yeah. teams or colleges on or whatever. And for my kids' graduation parties, um, my ex-wife, she had them at their house in mm-hmm. the backyard, and she's like, why don't we get, because we had the twins graduating yeah, yeah. at the same time from high school, why don't we get cornhole boards of the schools that they're going to? And we'll put them out there, and people can play cornhole, and it's also another way to show like how proud we are. That they're, yeah, yeah. I said, that's great. You know, so I spent... Probably four or five hundred bucks on customized cornhole boards. They had to get shipped there. Uh, you know they're heavy. Uh, you're lugging them around and everything. And the uh, you want to know how many people played cornhole at that graduation party? Zero. Yeah, close your eyes. What do you see? <laughs> Nothing. Zero. Zip. And yeah. yet, yeah, I'm down for horseshoes any day of the week. Oh yeah. Oh, you really? know what's weird? Yeah. That's in the, I think it's the clang that the that the iron makes. I can see that. Kind of like watching the ball go through the net yeah. in, uh, in in basketball. Uh, horseshoes. Yeah, it's a little bit of a endorphin trigger there. Yes, yeah, horseshoes like, is ten times better yeah. and played ten times more often than bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bags. That's right. They call it bags. Well, yeah, horseshoes is kind of timeless. I feel like uh, yes, people, I love that's, horseshoes. That's more of an established tradition that if you if your family plays horseshoes, they're going to play horseshoes at at picnics and or. or Whatever. The time honored tradition. I was in two clubs, two two intramural clubs, uh, when I was at AM way back in the day. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, obviously the, the the football. I played football and, and basketball, so technically three and horseshoes. Really, there's a horseshoe. It was a club. horseshoe cu- club. Okay. Awesome! It's the clang. The yeah, clang makes the, it. The clang. Were you good at horseshoes? Are I was you? then. I don't okay. know. If I haven't picked one up in years. But okay. now you got me wanting to put horseshoes You've in my backyard. You've got a nice little backyard. I got right that there. area right you behind do, the fence. You do right behind the fence. Yeah. You need to turn it put into a horseshoe. A horseshoe park. And you know what? I measured it. It's fifty feet. Is, I think the actual is that regulation horseshoes. I think is forty or forty-five. Okay. Well, yeah. you could. So you could. Uh, you'd have like the course field of horseshoes. A longer. I think we stumbled upon. Nobody plays horseshoes, dude. Nobody plays. More people. Here comes no, Landry. No, you the, sound. You sound. I'm not. A, I'm not a corn. I'm not a cornhole fan. Like, trust me, I'm not a cornhole fan. I'm with y'all. But people play the hell out of cornhole. No, like they people don't. play. Yes, people they, take they it very serious. They never finish a game. People take it very serious. Nobody plays horseshoes. When's the last time you saw someone play horseshoes? It's Let's been at least ten horseshoes. years. It's been at least ten years since I've seen. When's the last time you saw someone play horseshoes, Sean? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Like trying to think for real. No, I, I can't remember. I, <laughs> but I but horseshoes is superior. Family reunion is the point. Yeah, yeah. You gotta have the sand pit. <laughs> With the wood around it, it's got to be regulation. I can't wait to come to your horseshoe court warming party. Well, there house. will be one. Yeah, I can't wait. Hey, one of you will be invited. Our, I think I think one of our listeners makes a good point where he says, only guys who aren't good at cornhole say cornhole sucks. I'm one of those. No, <laughs> really? I'm one of those. Yeah, I'm not Every great once in a while. I'll, yeah. I'll play the hell out of it, but I am one of those. I'm just observing, like, the last ten things I've been to with cornhole boards, the boards are sitting there empty. with cobwebs on them. Yeah. But, that, but put up two... Two horseshoe things, they won't be empty. They won't be. Okay. Guaranteed. Let's test that out. Guaranteed. What do you guys got going on on the show? Well, this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, impromptu topic. I feel like we might be stuck in a way that we thought we were out of. I have the mm. ultimate nightmare scenario. Uh, are the Colts going to be trying to win? Kevin Bowen's going to join the show. And Brandon Scott and John Lopez, I might just sit here eat popcorn because they have a massive disagreement. Really? Massive. Oh, Brandon Scott has lost his mind. Disagreement. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it, okay. It, it happened. All right. That's, but, a, that's a good team. We got a hyper-hypothetical. One like offensive player, uncle. one defensive player, one realistic quarterback. Who you picking? Okay. Okay, good deal. Team. All right, good stuff. In the loop, John Lopez, Landry Locker, Figgy Fig. They are next. Seth, antibodies to you, my friend. Antibodies and a submission of axe throwing to you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Tackle the man with the ball. That's on the text page. All right, we're done. We're out of time. We'll see you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Till then, have a great day, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.